Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Amy Boscola, who used to be a teacher and coach at Urbana, is now down at Highland. And people might be wondering, why am I talking to somebody from Highland? Uh, well, first of all, before I get into that, uh, Amy, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Fred. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, well, Highland, uh, for anybody that follows Muhammad Seymour Wrestling, will be the Bulldogs' destination uh, next week. Um, when the sectional meet uh, takes place, uh, Highland is the host. Muhammad has a regional there hosting this year. I think uh, Highland's going where? To Centralia, is that right? Yep, we're heading to Centralia. Yep. So yeah. anyway, any of the qualifiers uh, from four different regions will be gathering at Highland. So first of all, Amy, tell me a little bit about Highland uh, for the Bulldog fans that will be heading down that way. Well, Highland is actually a really similar community to Muhammad, um, very similar uh, standards. It's, I actually look at, when I looked at Highland, I was like, it feels like Muhammad. Um, it's a great school. We only have about 886 kids. And I'm going to tell you that that classification is probably a little high. We have an extremely low um, freshman class this year. We're not getting a, a large class next year either. Um, but it's a just a very good small town community, very tight knit Um Lots of just positive people in town, always willing to help the school. So it was a really great environment to work in every day. So can I, do you mind if I tell the story about how I, I met you the first time? Go ahead. All right. Well, it was, it was at a track meet. I believe it was the uh, News Gazette All Area Honor Roll Track Meet. And Connie Johnson was, as she would always do before the meets, was there uh, taking scratches and getting additions. And, and there was this one coach. And anytime there was an opening, she kept saying, well, I've got somebody that'll go in there. I've got a relay that'll do that. And, and um, this coach was just so, so vibrant and energetic. And I'd never met her before and it turned out to be you. And uh, so I'll tell you what, my, my last few years at, at the Gazette, you made covering Urbana track and field so much fun just because of, of you and, and your personality. But that, I imagine that's just kind of the way you are, right? Yeah. Well, you know, Fred, I remember you when I, we would do, I would do stats for boys basketball and you'd come in to, to review the game and to, to write about the game. And you'd be like, man, this looks like this JV game's going into overtime. And then you'd speak it into the universe and it would happen. So like, that's my, that's my first memories of working with you is, is pushing us into overtime and JV basketball pretty consistently. Well, and, and, you know, that was always my, my worst fear was an overtime JV game because at that point, our, our deadlines were such that I needed that game to get done, the varsity game to start so I could get back and, and maybe have a half hour to write my story instead of 15 or 20 minutes, which was the case a lot of times. And so yep. uh, that's what, uh, but now, you know, I see a lot of schools now are starting their JV games at 530. So that's, uh, uh, that even would help the, the deadline situation immensely. Yeah, so uh, Highland's a little different. We actually are a school where rare, we only have one gym. We have a massive gym and it's beautiful, but we only have one. So that's uh, always a, a fight. When we do our boys basketball games, we play freshman at five. We try to start JV at six with varsity at 730. We're pushing more like 615, 630, and then almost like a 745, eight o'clock start. So it makes for some really late nights and early mornings uh, down here in the land of Highland. Well, no doubt. Well, you know, I remember when I was a kid growing up, I, I grew up here in Muhammad and, and the varsity basketball games routinely started at, at eight o'clock. Uh, and a lot of times it wouldn't matter if, if the JV game was at 720, they still did the varsity game at eight or 745. And I think they did that because some people would come just for the varsity game and they didn't want to start it early and, and have people come in and miss all the first quarter or half the first quarter. So that was kind of the, uh, but so I'm, I'm glad that uh, has, has changed a little bit over the years. Yeah. For sure. I'm glad we get started as soon as we can. Our kids need to get home too. They're extremely studious and they have a lot of homework. So it, it, it definitely takes a lot of time out of their day too. 
So I think it was about five years ago, you, you left Urbana, you became, went to Highland, uh, athletic director, assistant principal. Um, first of all, was that something you had thought about leaving the, the coaching and the, and the teaching ranks for a while or kind of how, how did that come about? So I actually left Urbana eight years ago. And my when I left Urbana, I actually spent three years at Ader Junior High in, um, in Rantoul. And so I worked there as an assistant principal at the junior high. And I always wanted to get back into athletics. I feel like athletic directing was kind of like the next route. Um, just in working at Urbana, I had three different athletic directors while I was there. And um, I was like, that looks like a cool job. I love sports. I love all kinds of sports. I like working with all different types of kids. If I can impact the lives of coaches, then I can impact even more kids. So um, that's kind of where I started to push. So when the opportunity actually came about to even apply in Highland, I actually applied for the associate principal position here, um, not knowing anything that athletic director would be open. It just so happened that the athletic director at the time was interviewing for the that associate principal role. And I said, I just want to be an athletic director. And they're like, that's really good to hear because that's probably what we're going to be looking for. And so it just, you know, all the planets aligned and I ended up getting the position here and it's been really wonderful. A lot of growing, a lot of learning, but just a lot of fun too. Of course, the, the big difference in being an administrator or a coach, uh, as a coach, you, you work more one-on-one -on -one with, with specific athletes, and, and you can kind of impact them. I, I would say as an athletic director, you can't really impact the athletes quite as much because you're not working with them. You're, you're working with their coaches. Um, are, what, what are the rewards of each, and, and was it tough to leave behind the, the coaching the athletes part? Yeah, leaving kids is really difficult, but it's my job to get myself involved with kids. So... Um, in order to keep that connection, when I when I came here, I started an athletic council. So I basically took one senior from every program with really specific qualifications. They had to have a 4.0 GPA or higher. They had to be a varsity starter. And um, they had to be a leader within the community with a clean discipline record. So it pulled the best of the best from every single sport. And they're my go-to. Like I pull them aside when we're talking about you know, do you want different halftime games? Do you want different um, scheduling pieces? Do we need, should we try for fan buses for this event or that event? We just are now starting like um, recognizing our multi-sport athletes with patches and certificates. And so they helped me design what the criteria for that would be. Um, and then what those patches and certificates would look like. Cause I think it's important for kids to have a voice within their community. So um I find a way to get involved with my kids as much as I possibly can, try to keep um, half times really lively, try to keep the energy flowing all the time. How is that going? Has it, has it been well received by both the, uh, the students involved as well as the other students? Our kids enjoy getting involved. So there's, it's not usually a problem. They're like, hey, can we do this? Yeah, sure, why not? Hey, can we do this? I don't know if it'll work that way, but let's try another way to do it. My job, I try really not to say no as much as possible. I just try to make sure it fits within what we're trying to accomplish here just overall. But um, anytime we can get kids involved, then it's, we're doing the right thing. So talk a little bit about some of the trends you're seeing, especially in participation. Are you seeing some of the numbers going down? And the reason I ask that, Muhammad Simo recently had a wrestling meet, and out of the 14 weight classes, they won 11 of them by forfeit. And, you know, I can see that happening once in a while, but I remember looking back last year at some of the meets, and I don't know if it was ever 11, uh, but there was routinely 8 to 10 uh, forfeits they would get. So what, what do you think in terms of participation for your different sports? 
participation numbers are, are awkward. You know, again, being in a smaller community, they kind of go up, they go down, they go up, they go down depending on the year. So um, we had a really down year in some of our sports last year, our girls softball program, we won a state title the year before. And last year we couldn't even field a full JV and varsity team. So we had varsity and we played JV innings after yet. We're the defending state champions. It was really strange. Um, we actually lost to you in the, uh, in the super sectional last year, um, indicator. And, um, so it's just, it becomes a, it just becomes one of those weird pieces with wrestling. We're on an upswing. Now we, uh, last year had one female wrestler this year. We have four. Um, we are filling every weight class now this year. We did not last year. Um, and we are going to have more wrestlers coming through, but it's just kind of that ebb and flow within the community. Um, and it's trying to find ways to increase multi-sport participation, which is part of the reason why we're starting getting patches and certificates for multi-sport athletes. Cause I feel like we have to recruit from within our hallways. So talk about some of the things that you have to do differently when you have girls involved in wrestling. I mean, obviously they, they have to weigh in separately. Uh, they have to have their own locker room. Talk, talk about some of the, the differences and some of the things that involves uh, with you in terms of your athletic administration. I think right now we're at four. Um, we have one athlete last year, like I said, she was by herself. She took third in the first girls uh, tournament. So she's really successful. She's really very, very talented. Just had her first loss against a Missouri state champion a few weeks ago. Um, so she recruited a few friends to kind of come out right now. Actually, my biggest concern is our coaching staff. I only have a head coach and a JV coach for the wrestling program. I don't have a girls coach and a boys coach with a, with an assistant in there. I think that's going to be probably problem. Number one is making sure we have enough staffing so that we can accurately help both the boys and the girls as we host the sectional coming up, you know, I've reached out to Matt a couple of times saying, Hey, give me everything I need to know that I might not know so you know, so that we can make sure it's successful for everybody. And um, for us, we're going to be sending our girls up to a different sectional. So I will only have one coach here that day. Um, but we do have a lot of other assistants, but it's when our staff is getting pulled in multiple directions. That's where it starts to get really hard. So that's actually probably the biggest problem. Um, we've ordered a separate scale. We had to order a couple of different singlets just because the female athletics, they just, they ride a little higher. We want them to, to feel more comfortable. Um, so it's just more of just prepping. Like we're in adding a new sport, but other than that, we're doing okay. Um, and I don't really think it's that big of the deal. The girls, they're excited. They enjoy wrestling, whether it be a female or male, they just want to get out there and be able to participate. What are you finding in terms of acceptance from other schools? And I, I ask that because like I say, I, I follow a lot of the Muhammad Seymour meets and I'll see where there'll be a, a three school meet. And for example, they may have a girl at, at one weight class and the other school will forfeit. And then in the other meet though, that school miraculously has a wrestler at that weight class, but they just, for whatever reason, wouldn't put them out there. What Are, are you seeing some of, some of those trends as well or not? Uh, here and there. Yeah. But um, we are working diligently to try to get our girls to female only matches, um, whether it be discomfort of wrestling a female um, or whether it be like fear of win, fear of loss, fear of hurting someone, whatever that might be. As long as we get our girls those opportunities, that's um, that's kind of one of the pieces is making sure they have opportunities, which we've had to dig long and hard. We're very blessed to be 30 minutes from the St. Louis border and to cross over into Missouri. So we've taken our girls to Missouri quite a bit this season um, to the point where I just said enough is enough. And we are starting a girls wrestling tournament next year. 
um, just so that we can get a female only meet so that the girls get the opportunity and the boys can have their opportunity as well. Well, and I would think long-term that would increase the participation for girls because there might be some that are interested right now, but maybe don't want to have to wrestle against the guys, especially at that, you know, that awkward teenage, uh, you know, time period. So do, do you feel like that's kind of the next step in terms of, of growing the sport for girls? I think so. I think just getting opportunities for females, you know, taking our girls to a meet where it's just females. If they're a first year wrestler, they can go up against girls who are also first year wrestlers. Um, and then they're there. It's just a little bit more comfortable for everybody. So um, that's part of it is just getting more opportunities for females and males to do what they do. If, you know, if my girls have to go up against a boy, they don't back down, they'll go, they'll get pinned or they'll pin, you know, just depending on who the student is. Um, but it's a matter of just going out there and being being prepared to wrestle, um, but also providing opportunities. So we talked a little bit ago about uh, in terms of participation. I, I'm sure you have followed this as well, even though you're no longer at Urbana. The, the last three years, Urbana's played one varsity football game uh, and had to had, have JV schedules the other way, other way. And you know, I can see sometimes if you're if you're at a small school where you have you know, 180, 200 students that that might happen. But I mean, you know, schools the size of, of Urbana, Muhammad, uh, Danville, whatever, you would think they would always have enough to field the the, the full varsity, uh, sophomore and, and freshman. Do you, do you think is a lot of that just parents fear of, of injuries? Because I doubt if kids think that much about uh, about getting hurt. Um, it could be partially that it's also like football's hard work, like athletics are hard work. And I don't care what sport it is. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, I know my coach recruits through the high school. He'll go down and try to talk to middle school students. Um, he works with our quarterback club because his kids are in it They're because they're super young. Um, if you don't know, spoiler alert, Highland is playing Muhammad for the next two years in football um, starting next year. So week two, we're heading to you guys and you guys will be here in 24. But, um, you know, for us, we are going to struggle fielding more than two teams next year. We will have varsity and we will have an underclass team, but that's all we're going to be able to have, again, based off numbers. Give us about two years and those numbers are going to be through the roof and we'll easily have three, three levels of football. But it's just hard work. I think it's dedication. It's just, it, like I said, it's just that flow and recruiting from within your own hallways, recruiting from within your school. And of course, you know, that that's one of the problems is in order to build a strong varsity program, you really need to have the, the freshmen, the, the JV teams, because the programs where, you know, you can field a varsity team, but you've got four or five or six freshmen playing on it. I mean, that, that doesn't promote, uh, you know, helping the sport in the future. So, I mean, that's really what you need. You need to get to that point. Well, all schools, not just Highland, but all schools need to get to that point where they can field the teams and you play against your age group. Correct. I, I completely agree, which is why it's just so important to continue to try to encourage those numbers. Um, I struggle a little bit. Sometimes I see kids that get turned off to athletics. Maybe they don't make the team in middle school or that, you know, they get cut from a, their club or they're not playing at their club. And so then they stop participating where there are many more opportunities at the high school level to play maybe freshman basketball, JV softball, freshman baseball, where at middle school, you might get cut because there's only a seventh or eighth grade team and you have sixth, seventh and eighth grade there. So even that's a piece as to why kids are almost afraid to come out for sports um, when they get to the high school level. I just, I wish every kid would just not be fearful and try and just give it a whirl because you never know what could happen. 
You find scheduling football is, is your biggest headache. I, I imagine in most other sports, you know, if, even if you have to play a smaller school, you can do it. But I mean, the small schools aren't going to want to play the, the bigger schools. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you're, you're talking about what you're doing now. I mean, going from Muhammad to uh, Highland or Highland Muhammad for a, a regular season football game. Thankfully, they're on a Friday night, though, right? Thankfully, but that's not the underclass. So that becomes the next the next piece, like, are we playing Saturday? Are we playing Thursday? Are we playing Monday? When are we going to play? It's a two an hour and 15 minute drive. What does that look like for kids and academics? So all of those pieces kind of, kind of, you know, work in there, but that's where, you know, as athletic directors, we reach out to all of our athletic director buddies. Like I was, I would say like Matt Hensley, God bless him, because I've reached out to him multiple times, um, just asking questions and we all work together because our ultimate goal is putting forth the best opportunity we can for our kids and for our communities. And so that's, a, that's a big piece, you know, Highland is, you know, we said we're going up against Muhammad for the next two years. That's a good matchup for us. We're five, a schools. We would see each other later, later in the playoffs possibly. Um, but Muhammad has a good success rate with football. We have a great program with football. It's nice to have our kids battle tested before the playoffs. You know, it's really easy to grab a team that might not be as challenging, um, but we want to have a challenge. We want to be able to be battle tested for the playoffs. You know, the last two years, week two, we've uh, we've been playing Edwardsville um, in week one and week two. We played Washington. We played Edwardsville. Um, it was time to take Edwardsville off of our schedule. Um, I don't think we're ready for that in the next couple of years, but it's time to keep that strength of schedule, which I think is just so important. You know, at different times, uh, there've been IHSA proposals that, you know, the IHSA would just do the scheduling for football. And at times I, I thought it was close. It was going to happen. In fact, one time it did uh, supposedly happen, but then it got changed overridden before it actually took place. How, how do you feel about that? Do you, do, would you like that situation or, or do you like to have the control yourself of, of doing the scheduling? I'm probably one of the few that says I like the control, but again, it comes back down to if we were to get put in a district, I know what our district would be. And it would not give us the challenges that we like to go after within our schedule. We would never be allowed to play in Edwardsville if we were in a district. That it's just, it wouldn't be an option for us. So um, who then gets removed from our district that might be in our conference because that's another piece too. There's just a lot of conference tradition. Um, we love our conference. We love what we're doing as a conference. So to lose out on some of those opportunities, that would be, um, that'd be devastating for us. I thought it was interesting when I heard that, that you guys were hosting the sectional because I know in wrestling, because I, I know a lot of times over the years, a lot of athletic directors do not like to host events just because it's so much extra work and, and time and commitment and you've got to get the volunteers there and so on and so forth. Um, talk, talk about your feelings on that. Is it something you like to do or is it something that you just feel like, you know, every once in a while you, you need to kind of bite the bullet and, and do it? This is absolutely 100% for my kids and for my coaches. My coach wanted this. He said, can we please put in for the, for the sectional? We don't have enough room. Like I said, we're a one gym school. We don't have enough room to host a regional. We can't do it, but we can host a sectional based off the number of mats and warm up space and that kind of stuff. My coach wants to do it. My kids want it. You know, we rarely get the opportunity again to host a lot of wrestling matches. And part of that has to do with our basketball schedules. So they said, we'd really like to host. And I said, if you want to host it, we can definitely get put on the rotation. We'll see what happens. And so here it is. Here we are just a week away. Have you had any trouble getting the volunteers that you need or not? No, our, um, we work really closely with our junior Bulldogs wrestling club. So a lot of our parents that support the junior Bulldogs will also support the high school and vice versa. Our coaches help them at their events to man tables and get things done. And they help us with our stuff as well. So it's a really good partnership with the, again, with the community couldn't do it without our community.
So if you would talk a little bit about some of the, the rewards that you get from your job now as, as athletic director and assistant or associate principal that, uh, you know, maybe are different type of rewards than you would get from, you know, coaching kids and, and winning a meet or, you know, having a kid place high in, in, a, in a tournament. Um, I really just enjoy watching kids be successful. So it doesn't matter what that success is. Maybe it's getting that first win that they really went after, or it's bringing home a state trophy. Like it's watching kids be successful. It's also building that bond and rapport with other adults and watch them be successful as well. So it's seeing communities excited when the police escort comes through town or watching the parade as kids are, you know, celebrating what they've done and what they've accomplished. I mean, that is, you can't put anything on. I, like, I can't think of anything else more exciting than watching everyone be successful within the community. It's, it's just a lot of fun. And Highland has had a lot of success since I've been here and I've been blessed to watch it. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff going on. So when you were growing up as a teenager, what, what did you see for your life? What, at that point, what did you think you wanted to do or, or might be doing in the future? So I am a certified athletic trainer. So I really thought that I would can stay down the athletic training route. So um, I'm actually very interested myself in how I kind of stumbled through going back into education, getting my teaching certificate, and then moving into the role that I'm in now. But I feel that having that athletic training experience definitely got me prepared because I've seen every side of athletics. I've coached it, I've participated, I've seen the sports medicine side. Now I see the, the logistics piece. So I just feel like it, it just helps me do my job. Were there some influences along the way, people that just kind of, that you respected and, and were role models that kind of helped move you maybe from the uh, athletic training into the, the coaching and then administration realm? So I went from athletic training into education because it was very, very difficult to, I, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago and that's where I, um, I started all my career, but it was really difficult to get a job as an athletic trainer in a high school if you did not teach. And so that's what kind of what motivated me to go back to get my teaching certificate. And then once I got into my first position, which was at Nequa Valley High School up in Naperville, I would coach and I would teach at the same at the same time as well as do athletic training. When I moved down to Urbana, the opportunities to be an athletic trainer were very, very few. It was the opposite. You worked in a clinic all day and then you got resourced out to a high school. So um, at that point, I was like, well, I'd like to coach. I like track. I love track. Greg Hall gave me a chance um, as he was the athletic director at the time and the former coach. And then from there, I just fell in love with being a part of coaching and organizing meets and kind of getting things structured. I feel like being an athletic director is a big game of Tetris. I feel like you're party planning for sports. And I was like, I can do all of this. Um, so I worked with as many programs as I could and then found my way into administration by getting that master's degree. I didn't think I would ever want to be an administrator, but here I am eight years later, administrative <laughs> role now doing athletic directing, which I, which I really do love. Well, what do you find as far as trainers down there? Is, is it difficult to get enough or, or do you have uh, access to plenty? We have plenty in our area. Um, right now we are currently contracted through our local hospital. And so his salary is paid through the hospital, but he's awesome. Um, prior to uh, him being here again, same situation. We had an athletic trainer here. Um, she was fantastic. She just moved on into a different path because the athletic training hours are similar to my hours, which are difficult, especially when you have a family. So um, she stepped away. And so we have a, a gentleman that actually graduated from Highland that's now back and he's awesome. 
All right, we've been talking today to Amy Boscoel, the uh, Associate Principal Athletic Director down at Highland, where Muhammad Seymour's wrestling team will be going, at least a bunch of them, in another week for the sectional tournament. Before I let you go, Amy, any other parting thoughts or comments you'd like to add? No, I'm just excited to have some uh, Muhammad Seymour kids come on down here, and I just like to see kids be successful. So it's going to be a really fun weekend, and we're really excited to have everybody here. And who knows, there might be an Urbana kid or two uh, make the trip. You as never well. know. I can't wait. I just, I can't wait to see, uh, especially the talent at, once you get to that sectional, just sure. the talent that comes through, it's just better and better competition. It's, it's almost hard to not be a spectator when you're running that kind of an event. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time, Amy. We'll be in touch. Thanks, Fred.